Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Friday and welcome to another episode of the Flyers Talk podcast for this June 5th episode as always Katie Emmer Jordan Hall with you guys today excitingly enough we have some updates from the NHL as far as the playoff format we also have an update on phase two Jordan so some NHL talk to get into nothing better than that on a Friday could not agree more Katie and it is nice to hear uh some NHL news we got a, a kind of a double dose of it yesterday on Thursday. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was good to see. Both of the pieces of news felt like they were positive strides to a possible resumption, Katie. So, hey, we'll take it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, a lot to get into. Let's start, too, with uh, the first piece of information. You said we had a double dose. It was an exciting day to get more updates. But the first piece of information, just playing off of uh, this 2014 playoff format, just kind of, you know, putting more details behind it. Of course, there's still so many blanks to be filled in. But hey, we don't mind these, these steps uh, moving forward, trying to find some extra info on it. So for those that do not know, um, the NHL just announced um, what that's going to be looking like. Uh, and Jordan, we're going to be seeing um, teams are going to be reseeded. That was another thing we talked about. There's not going to be uh, bracketing. I know you're in favor of that. Um, and we're also going to have best of seven through all rounds. It's going to be best of five in the play-in round. Um, but they're definitely, as you mentioned, a lot too. They're trying to keep that integrity, right, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I really think that was a big thing, was keeping the integrity of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, they, they really hold that trophy near and dear to their heart. It's prestigious. And uh, I think best of seven was um, typically how they go. So I think they wanted to get as, you know, as, as many games as possible to make these series as legitimate as possible. Best of five, obviously. Um, is great for the playing round. I think it kind of speeds things up. But at the same time, uh, for, the, for those more m- meaningful series, you probably wanted the, the traditional best of seven. They believe they can get it in. Uh, so that's good. And then as far as, as, far as the reseeding, um, again, that's also about the integrity of the playoffs. Uh, it, it definitely gives the top seeds the best possible matchups. And, and that's good. That, those top seeds um, put together very good uh, body of works uh, in the regular season, and they should be rewarded for that, um, especially when you're adding more teams, uh, teams that weren't even on the playoff bubble uh, when this suspension happened and all of a sudden they have a shot. Uh, then if you're giving teams uh, more shots, uh, a better shot, um, those top seeds should get the best possible matchup, and that's what it'll do. Um, I didn't mind seeing it, but I definitely, as you know, Katie, I, I liked the bracket style. I thought that would have been really fun from a betting aspect for fans. I think it would have had a lot of parody and drama to it. It'd be really cool to know, like, hey, the Flyers are definitely going to get the winner of this game or um, 
compared to reseeding where we don't really know the next matchup. Um, what did you think of it? Do you like it? Do you like yeah. that the league is obviously giving those top seeds the best possible draw? Jordan, I mean, as you mentioned, the Flyers, they can only go up from here. It's certainly, they're in a great spot at that fourth seed currently, but they can work up. Again, it's not going to be easy against other top teams in that round-robin um, situation, but they can only go up, and, and I like the reseeding. Again, hopefully they do have a higher-up seed that they're going to have, you know, lower-ranked opponents. But at the same time, going back to all, what all these players have been saying, the, the playoffs are a whole different monster. Like, anything is possible. We've seen that even – without the whole entire um, NHL pause of, you know, the uniqueness of this season. Um, of course, we have all healthy teams, so things that couldn't have happened naturally um, without this pause. But every year, this is a completely different ballgame when you get into the playoffs. Any team has a chance, um, which makes it so fun, right? But for the Flyers, they, they worked their tails off all season long to, to be in, you know, one of these four teams that have a chance at, well, at the top four uh, seeds right now. I think it's great. They can only go up uh, once again. And, you know, it'll make for fun hockey, whatever seed they're going to be, Jordan. But certainly we'd love to see them at a higher seed in this playoff situation. Yeah, and it was funny because when the news initially came out of the 2014 format, we knew they were still contemplating whether they wanted to reseed or go with a bracket style. And so we already knew the Flyers were in a really good position because with the round robin being the fourth seed, they could only improve their standing. Uh, they couldn't go any lower. They already had to buy from the past the qualifying round. But it did create a question of would they want to actually climb? Because in a bracket style, the one seed isn't really as attractive because you already know you're getting the winner of the 8-9 no matter what. Right. Whereas right. as the fourth seed in a bracket style, you could possibly get the 12th and lowest seed, uh, say the Canadians upset the Penguins. So there was kind of a question of like, well, would the Flyers really want to get that number one seed? Um, would they be okay if they actually stayed put? Because they could get a really nice matchup. Now we know, okay, they're in a great – they're probably in the best possible position uh, that they can have because they will not use the bracket. They will reseed. So now we know, hey, that one seed is awfully attractive. They would really want it because, heck, they can get the best possible matchup the rest of the way, if they continue to advance, uh, they will get that lowest seed that, uh, that um, prevails after the qualifying round. So now that one seed is really, really attracted. The Flyers can really go after it. And, hey, if they struggle in the round robin, they stay put, and they're still in a really good spot. So it really is a no-lose situation for the Flyers, uh, which is fun. I, people were excited about this team. They believed that they had a chance to make a run at the Stanley Cup, and it just so and they happens. they still are, Jordan. They still, they still are, are right? and it just so happens in this 2014 format uh, that is completely unique and different from the traditional Stanley Cup playoffs. They are still in a really good spot, and uh, so I think Flyers fans are excited. They're keeping close tabs on when things could possibly resume, and Katie, that was the other bit of news that was pretty notable on Thursday was that they, the NHL found a firm date for when they want to start Phase 2, Phase 2 being voluntary small group individualized workouts at practice facilities. Um, they targeted Monday, June 8th for that date. So that's when players can return home. They can try to get into their practice facility and do small group workouts, uh, no more than six people, whether it be on ice, off ice. That is a baby step, Katie, but um, good to see that they have a target date. What did you think about that? What do you think it means 
Uh, how do you think fans should kind of digest that information? Your NBC Sports Philadelphia podcasts are now on the My Teams app. Listen to Eagle Eye, Sixers Talk, Phillies Talk, and Flyers Talk now. Hey, I've mentioned this before, Jordan, but all I cared about, you know, throughout this NHL pause, a lot of maybe fans could resonate with is you want a date. You want some sort of timeline. I, I would say I don't care if it's two months from now, but I do at this point. But you wanted some date in mind, like, okay, I can look forward to this. And, and I felt like the NHL was always giving us that. I mean, not always, but for the most part, they were giving us that extra info, like that first initial announcement saying, you know, expect mid to late May. And now, you know, of course, things get pushed back, which we don't like to see. But we have a date right now for phase two. And again, these are those baby steps. Uh, it's good to see it. It's good to see that, you know, players can return again, just small groups right now, no coaches on the ice. It's not in the clear yet, and I think, you know, we never really will be until we see the skates hit the ice for the first game and the puck dropped in the first game for the playoffs. Um, but right now, all we can hope for is that this situation continues to get better. People continue to stay healthy and get more healthy. Um, this pandemic slows down, hopefully, or, or just situations can get better for all of this to happen that the NHL have, uh, you know, planned out. But right now, this first step, uh, seeing players being able to have that clear. They can go back to training facilities. It certainly sort of is a sight for sore eyes, but I think you've mentioned this too. It, it is such a baby step as, you know, once again, it, it's not completely in the clear yet um, until we can see these teams getting together, even for our sake, it's like, okay, it's exciting that they're, they're able to hit the ice. And that's a huge thing right now, right? Like they haven't been able to skate. We, we've heard from Sean Couturier, even Claude Giroux. I mean, these players um, have access maybe to even uh, ranks around them in the meantime, but I think that this is certainly a step forward that we have this date. I'm not mad about it, um, but hopefully we can see these dates happen and nothing continues to get pushed back. But hey, phase two is happening, Jordan. You can't be too upset about it, but what do you think? No, I could not agree more, Katie. You cannot be upset that the NHL has a date. That is great. Um, I don't want to put cold water on the fire of excitement of fans. Um, I do think it is just a baby step, and I think there's a ton to go. Because uh, you even think about it, players don't have to come back. These are voluntary workouts. So I think a lot of players could be staying put with where they are. Because like you said, Katie, maybe wherever these players are living, maybe restrictions are starting to loosen a little bit where they will be able to find ice to skate. Uh, they're probably already working out and in a good routine and a good rhythm for staying in shape. Uh, so it's nice that they would have the ability and the opportunity to come back and be with teammates and start doing these workouts, but they don't have to. Um, they may stay put. Uh, and then we still don't know when training camps will start. We know they will not start before July 10th. So you think about it, it's a whole month to go before they, the NHL announces um, a firm date for training camps. Maybe we get that sometime this month if the small group workouts go well. Uh, but there still, is, there still are a lot of steps to go. A key thing I think I would really keep an eye on for, for first, first and foremost, we hope the players stay safe when they do um, get together uh, in these small group workouts with permitted personnel. Uh, let's just hope for their safety that they, you know, that everything goes well and that oh, yeah. there are no positive cases of coronavirus. But from a standpoint of eventually getting to the tournament, a positive case would be a big deal. It really would because uh, then you're thinking, well, could that spread? Uh, are we going to be able to eventually get to a training camp where we have a full team? Um, so if there are positive cases, when these small group workouts happen, 
Uh, obviously, that would be a big deal just because it's, you know, we're worried about that, that person's health. But also, it would be a big deal in terms of returning because uh, it would definitely be an obstacle. It would be a speed bump to the process. So that's something I will definitely keep close tabs on uh, when June 8th does come. Who, for one, who comes back? Who, what players do come back? Um, and, and secondly, um, how, does it ha- how does it work? Does it, does it go as planned or do you have some hiccups? I think that will be something we'll have to watch, Katie. I'm very interested it's- to see. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, like you said, that date, and again, another date with um, phase three starting up for training camp, like we have that date too, which is positive, but hoping that doesn't continuously just get pushed back. Um, And I think all fans could agree with that. Um, Just getting those necessary steps, but you make up a great point because it's, we have these blanks filled in for the playoffs. And as I mentioned at the top of this, there's still so many more questions to be answered. You mentioned some of them there. A big thing that comes to mind for me, Jordan, is when you talk about if one player tests positive, I mean, the whole thing's out of order, right? I mean, you're going to have complete chaos. So the necessary steps, what are they going to be that you have to make sure happen before even training camp happens or maybe even throughout this phase too? If you have players like Voracek coming back from the Czech Republic, do you quarantine him for, you know, X amount of days? How many days is that going to be? And where does he have to be? And who's going to approve of him? And can he be in contact with trainers? I mean, it's, it's such a... A crazy scenario, of course, and we all know that so well, but those necessary steps, I'm sure they're taking very seriously. They care so much about their players, um, but as well as what the players are going to feel comfortable with. You talked about, you know, their voluntary workouts. You could imagine all these guys want to get on the ice, right? They, they want to be getting those hips moving. Um, no, but really getting stretched out and using muscles um, in all seriousness, that they haven't used in so long, other than Sean Couturier going up and down the stairs um, and helping his wife uh, do the dishes. He's probably got some good back muscles from bending over. No, but I, I mean, again, in all seriousness, a lot of these guys, you can imagine, they want to be, you know, getting ice time. And I'm sure they'll be accessing uh, that. But as far as heading over to, to Voorhees, is that going to, how many guys are going to be there? You mentioned that. It's such, a, it's such an interesting thing. Like, I'm interested to see. Um, how many head that way and, you know, even how many are comfortable taking the ice and, and just how many are, are going to be showing up. So, yeah, I think really interesting to, uh, to think about. Yeah, I think, it, like you said, it will be a really fluid situation for fans that are probably anxious to know, okay, well, maybe when will phase three come about, phase three being training camps. Um, I think the NHL is definitely discussing um, dates for when they believe phase three can happen. They know at least that it will not happen before July 10th. They've already announced that. But I think phase two will really dictate kind of the discussions on phase three because you have to see how phase two goes. You know, you have to see if it's, if it's productive and it's a success and um, there aren't positive cases and that it goes well. Um, then you can say, okay, well, I think we're ready for, you know, phase three and, 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 and it's safe and appropriate to do so. So, I think they have a plan in place, but they have to first wait and see. It really is kind of a wait and see thing. It's always been a wait and see thing uh, ever since the suspension happened. Uh, but I, I think that will still continue to be the theme of this is kind of wait and see and how things progress. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Wells Fargo. When our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help. And Katie, this is totally off topic, but I was thinking about it, especially with you, because I know how diehard hockey you are. Like, I know you like other sports but you really are a hockey lifer. Uh, Did you happen to see Max Kellerman's hot take on hockey the other day on first take on ESPN? Did you see it? 
Who's that? I'm just there kidding. There we go. I, there we yes. go. I mean, I, I want to do that because it's like, who makes this kind of comment? Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, so did it bother you or did you just kind of like, did it bother you or did you just kind of laugh at all? Here's the thing. All I think about when I see stuff like this on social media, of course it bothers me, Jordan, but I wasn't even going to endorse it. I wasn't even going to react to it because you know what? I know they like, he would want this, right? Like everyone's getting after him. Um, Stephen A, you know, he loves this too. Like anybody, any way they can stir the pot, they would love it. And that's what you see a lot on this show in general. But no, I would think these comments are just, uh, maybe he does just not like hockey. It definitely doesn't make sense for, um, if, for those that may not know too, if you haven't seen this all over the or, or social media, he basically said to sum it up, nobody cares about hockey. It's not one of the four major team sports. And um, that, of course, hitting you as a hockey fan is like, are you, what? Like, do you see us? Do you even know about hockey? Um, I don't think he does. I don't think he, he really realizes how big it is. Of course, like they cover bigger sports that are in season at the time. But I don't think that any of this could make sense. I think the best part of it, though, is Jarrell getting there. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but settle down, Max. Like, you are not right. <laughs> to have a guy like Drew, I'd love to see more, you know, athletes come out and just be like, excuse me. Um, but no, completely false. Are you kidding? Who makes that comment? I just think I it's know, all I about getting the, the traction. You're right. I think he's kind of like a hot take specialist that kind of knows and they're, you know, I, I understand it. They're meant to be bold and kind of outlandish oh, yeah. with some of their, with some of their analysis. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh boy, just because, you know, hockey fans like are super passionate. It's like it's hockey is kind of a niche sport. Everyone understands that. Um, so the fans that are hockey fans, they are incredibly protective of the sport. They like they hold it. It's like they're it's like their little baby, and like don't you dare come near my baby or <laughs> say anything bad about my baby. Back um, off. Yeah. Yeah. The second I saw it, I was like, uh, yeah, this is gonna blow up a little bit. But I'm glad people kind of laughed it off. It doesn't really deserve to be acknowledged. Uh, I thought Claude Drew's response was perfect. Just kind of like, hey, settle down, man. Like, get, stay, in your, stay in your lane. Let hockey people do the hockey thing. Um, yeah. And it was, it was a pretty asinine comment. Uh, to act like there's only 20,000 hockey fans in each city and they just all happen to have season tickets and fill the arena is pretty stupid. Um, so, yeah, I, I, clearly he's not a hockey fan. And I think no. he, really wanted, he, he wanted to get a and rise out of people. And, uh, that's why I, I said, who's that? Whatever. Exactly. I'm moving on. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, uh, you know, some of this stuff, it's, it's one person that's going to say that again, maybe others agree with him. I don't even care. I don't know, but this, we know how big hockey is. That's all I care about. You know, how big you've seen it. Uh, the reactions on Twitter though, is pretty hysterical, especially drew, as you mentioned, it's good, it's good stuff. Good, clean fun, right? Good, clean fun. And Katie, we, we also saw a few players uh, come out with statements among the, the current events uh, in our country and across the world um, with issues involving racial injustice and racism. Uh, we saw Claude Drew also come out and, and speak up, obviously not just on Max Kellerman, but uh, he sent out a message. Um, and I thought, I thought it was a powerful and important message. I thought it was good for him. And I thought it was very genuine. Um, I think he admitted to uh to knowing that this is an issue uh in our country and he kind of explained his background growing up in canada uh and how when he got to philadelphia he realized more of this um 
I just thought it was a really good uh, good message from him. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was really showed he, he is a, a leader. Um, and I think fans responded to it well. I, I really liked how he ended it when he, Katie, he said, you have my word on this. Um, what did you think? I think that just exemplified kind of Claude Giroux and who he is. Yeah, look, I'll echo exactly what you said. I mean, he took all the words right out of my mouth, what I would say. He is a leader, uh, and he's such a strong leader. And I, I think that with anything, through, you know, how big sports uh, are involved in this conversation of such a tragic event and tragic situation going on right now in our country. So words by leaders, especially like Claude, uh, Claude Giroux, are, they make such an impact. And seeing that statement he made, like you said, straight from the heart, um, and seeing that on Twitter, it just really gives you, you know, it's, it's really nice to see him, you know, really help out and do what he can for this cause. And with that, too, we see James Van Riemsdyk. We see other players, too, that have been giving their statements, even players throughout the whole entire NHL um, and other sports. Like I said, sports has such a big um, part in this conversation. So um, I think it's great to see them stepping up and really helping out. Absolutely. We, like you said, Katie, for those – uh, that maybe haven't seen it, Kevin Hayes and James Van Riemsdyk, they both, po they both posted messages on their Instagram accounts. You can go and check them out, uh, stick tap to them, and that was awesome. And it's been cool to see the NHL and everyone rally behind this important, this important uh, current event uh, in our country. It's, it's, it's very important. So I think it's been really cool to see the NHL uh, do that, and I'm hoping it leads to more progress uh, even over this weekend and into next week. Uh, that is the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.